Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Yeah, we are on the line, sorry, with my guests, Mr. Yongama Mapetle, Secretary General of the National Union of Public Service and Allied Workers Union at the PIC, together with Mr. Shifango Nzadza, also at the PIC, acting as the Deputy Secretary General. We are in conversation with the Employer-Employee Relations at the PIC, Of course, everybody knows that there was a long commission of inquiry to look at a whole range of issues. Just for the record, to protect the integrity of all persons and parties involved in the PIC, this is not to discuss the findings of the report as it pertains to anything other than issues that affect employees. Please, to the extent possible, call us on only that indicator, if you will. In terms of terms of reference, 1.7, whether any employees... Sorry, 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 I beg your pardon. We are looking at the question as to whether there are discriminatory practices with regard to remuneration and performance awards of the PIC employees, among other things. Without further, let me give an opportunity to the senior of the two, and it happens to be Mr. Mabed. Yongama, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Songhezo. Thank you for having us here. Uh, we really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, like you've mentioned, we are here representing labor or the employees within the Public Investment Corporation. Uh, we strictly want to deal with, with matters that affect um, employees within the corporation. And uh, these, as you've mentioned, there are some of the issues that have been raised in terms of remuneration, unfair practices, and to a certain extent, discriminatory practices when it comes to, to those issues. So that is why we're here. Um, in fact, you, when you started off there, you mentioned that uh, NAPSO is the largest union within the PIC. In fact, it's the only union within the PIC. Mm, mm. We established the union in 2018 um, just as a response to some of the issues that were happening within the organization where we as employees felt that we needed to unite, have a voice, so that we could challenge some of um, the the happenings within the organization that didn't sit well with us in terms of um, just the culture and the environment within the, within the company. Had there been a union before? There hadn't been a union before, as far as I'm aware. There hadn't been a union before within the PIC. This is the first time the PIC has had a union of any sort. Who a is the PIC, Mr. Nzadza? Who is the PIC? Because there might be certain South Africans who are sitting, listening at home, some of whom would be professionals who are invested with yourselves in terms of their pensions ultimately. But they might not necessarily have too much information about and of the PIC. Do you just want to spend some time just giving us a context as to who the organization is and how especially important it is to the very ordinary South African in civil service for the purposes of understanding now what it is that is the issue that will be addressed in the balance of this conversation? Uh, thank you, Mr. Songhezo. Well, the PIC is just to put it short as any public servant. Um, long and short is... Um, my mom, parent, my mom, dad are teachers, so PIC provides services to those people. Uh, any member who contributes UIF, PIC provides services for them. Any people who are beneficiaries of the compensation fund, the PIC provides service for them. So the largest uh, asset manager on the continent, um, not only in terms of AUM, but in terms of history, as you look at the um, the website, we've been in, in existence since 1911, so long before some of us were even born. 
Um, so that's how significant the PIC is and um, also quite a big investor on the JSE, not only on the JSE, but also on the real economy. And which brings us to why we even have a PIC commission of inquiry. So in terms of the tactics, tentacles of the PIC, it ranges and touches every part of the economy. Let's move right along to July 2019. Here with submitted to the chairperson, Justice Lex Mbati. Fear and victimization, that was the first issue that you wanted raised at the PIC for ventilation. Second issue, I understand, remuneration and performance issues. Thirdly, regrading. Yongama, talk to us about fear and victimization. Chifangu, prepare yourself to discuss remuneration and performance issues. And Yongama, you'll get back to us about regrading. Sure. Fear and victimization. For those of you who want to join in, please do call us on 0114821510. Employer employee relationships, the relationship between employer and employee at the PIC, a conversation with two members of NUPSAO. We are only talking about that issue, so please do not try and derail us and get us to engage in matters outside the terms of reference one, two, also the report as has released as has been released by the President Ramaphosa. Fear and victimization, issue one you took at the PIC. So uh, in terms of fear and victimization, we took to the Commission um, the, the, the culture of not being open and feeling you can discuss matters with, with senior management to, within the organization. So for me, I'm, I, I was fairly new at the PIC because I only got there in 2017. And having worked in, in an environment in my previous company where it was quite robust, you could engage with management at any level on any issue. It was quite peculiar arriving at the PIC, especially during um, staff engagements and staff meetings, where employees gather or called in for a staff meeting, for instance, but there isn't really much uh, debate or question around whatever is being presented at the PIC. You'd have a few individuals who would uh, raise their hands, and uh, but even in that instance, you, you, you got a sense that the environment wasn't necessarily free for you to express yourself and express your concerns. And uh, just as, as a, within the organization, there had been cases of, of, of members or of staff not uh, either being suppressed in terms of uh, going up the ranks um, because of maybe they had clashes with uh, senior executives or the relations between senior executives and some of the members was, was, wasn't where uh, ex executives would have uh, wanted them to be at. So it was just a culture of not being open, not being able to express yourself, not being able to challenge, in fact, not being given maybe space to, to go about the work that you needed to do and challenge some of the decisions that are, were being taken by management on behalf of, of the organization, which will naturally filter down to impact on employees. I'll have questions on all of this once you are done, mm. Mr. Nzadza, in relation to remuneration and performance issues. Uh, thank you. So in relation to remuneration issues, is, um, well, PIC as an organization does have uh, policies in place that actually talk to performance management and also remuneration matters. But where we found ourselves is that uh, the application of the policies was uh, caught wanting in the sense that policy changes were implemented without consultations. And uh, given the employer the benefit of doubt is um, there was no recognized union at the time. So in terms of bargaining or even consulting staff, um, that sort of practice was not in place. And um, now we find ourselves in a 
we could say uncharted territory where there is a recognized union and um, uh, members are required or are invited to give input in terms of any changes or proposed changes to the remuneration policy. But what I mean by the process was caught wanting is in when um, changes were made, they were then applied retrospectively. So uh, um, uh, people who would work in the um, uh, any sector or the private sector, is, is um, we have uh, got two types of remunerations within the PIC, which are classified as LTI, which stands for long-term incentives, and STIs, which stands for short-term incentives, which is similar to your bonus. So what happened is um, for those who qualified for LTIs would be equivalent to what you would classify as a share scheme. Uh, the difference with the PIC is that we are not a listed company. So that sort of incentives is in the form of a monetary allotment. So what would happen is uh, this allotment would vest after a certain period and there's a clearly stipulated criteria on who qualifies for a, an LTI. But what management did is when they made changes, so if I sitting here as Chifango uh, was allotted a, a specific sum this year, uh, which would vest after three years, and there'll be a policy change in the next year, I lose out on that allotment. And um, what, we've, what we've been asking management is if that money has been alloca allocated to, say, Yongama Mabete, it's got his name to it. And what you do going forward is as per the policy, but in terms of the policy that exists, existed at the time, it needs to be followed. And um, I think we, 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 what we take confidence is in is it, the report actually highlighted that that's something that should be reviewed um, and that the board and management need to address as well. Let's talk about the third issue to which you brought to the attention of Justice Mpati, regrading. What is regrading? It might sound obvious, but just do take time to explain it. So regrading is a process undertaken by many organizations just to keep their salary bill and their remuneration in par and comparative to what is out there in the market. So every two or three years, an organization will undergo a regrading process where they will look at how they remunerate their um, staff. Yes. And in that, then they will do a market study, a market survey, look at uh, the different companies who are comparable to an organization like the PIC and try and benchmark the remuneration that is paid to PIC staff to what is uh, out there in the market. So the issue with the regrading at the PIC is that we felt that it wasn't uh, applied fairly across the, the, the employees within the organization in that uh, there was no transparent process. Uh, to determine how uh, the regrading process would, would affect everyone. We were told that uh, in the regrading, the effort was to try and get everyone within the at least the, the midpoint or the minimum of their grade because there's a grading scale. And then if you're not within that grade, they would try at least to get you within the minimum of that, of that grade. So even that, in, we feel that wasn't applied correctly because... Among staff, uh, it came out in the commission that uh, the senior executives heard of, of some of their staff members complaining that there were vast uh, discrepancies and wide gaps even between, let's say, if Chifango and myself are doing the same role, uh, similar qualifications and experience. But because you are in favor or you've got favor of your executive, or then you will be highly regraded. So there's just a vast discrepancy in, in terms of that. 
there wasn't a clear understanding of the process and it was just in our view um, an unfair process that we still um, need to have revisited on the basis of what both of you have submitted in relation to regrading the LTIs and STIs in terms of remuneration and performance issues, as well as the fear and victimization in the workplace. From that, this is what you wanted, and I'm going to try and speed along now because I do understand that we've got a couple of voice notes coming through and maybe one or two calls coming through. And for those who want to join 0114821510, more voices from the PIC would be great. This is a protected platform. An invitation has been sent out to the management, so please do. Let's engage because... On the basis of the PIC being the biggest asset management company in the country, and I understand on the continent, perhaps the issues at play here and the effect of these issues in the organization, therefore the protection of your pensions, the majority of South Africans in civil service, this might be something you would want to certainly listen to, but more than that, contribute. We've got the majority union here. In conclusion, we request, stroke, recommend the following. This is what you had submitted to the PIC inquiry itself, that an independent body review the regrading process, National Treasury to explain in writing its involvement in the awarding stroke calculation of bonuses to staff, a new board and CEO be appointed as soon as possible to attend to the matters raised above, such as fear, victimization and remuneration issues, and that the Human Resources Remuneration Committee be composed of members who are experienced in dealing with HR matters. Should the Commission determine that the shareholders' compact was misinterpreted in the previous years, that the bonuses due to staff be paid, that there should be certainty on the payment date of bonuses going forward, transparency in the, moderate in the moderation committee and principles applied in the moderation process, that the determination of the bonuses be based on the percentage of management fees as per the policy. Now, this is dated to July 2019, nearly a year ago, but let's say it's seven, eight months. Have you seen any movement in relation to your requests based on the issues you would have raised has there been any movement in the right direction, Chivang? Um, and 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 to the to the to the board's credence, and also let's say you know what we 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 are thankful that we actually got a commission. I think the presidency did the did the right thing by uh, instituting a commission of inquiry. So what we what you can note is from um, in terms of the recommendations we have there, we do have a new board, although be it an, an interim board. And then from what we understand is um, some of these recommendations are currently underway mm. or there's uh, some sort of a plan of action in place. We are just not privy to uh, what steps are being taken by the board and management. I'll ask the question again. Right now, from what I have read, which was the conclusion of the issues and the request, can you tick any one item? as having been met. I understand that this would be the consideration. You wouldn't have raised any of these issues to Justice Mbati without at all engaging management for, let me even say, for a reasonably protracted period of time. Oh. If I'm wrong, do correct me. Yep. Now, because you would have tried and failed internally, your next best, which comes opportunely for you, is that inquiry, which mm. contemplates, among other things, in its terms of reference, any employee issues. So Now, has any of what you have previously requested and used at the PIC as a platform, at the PIC inquiry as a platform for ventilation and hopefully for correction, has any of what you have said been corrected or attended to? Well, we are keenly waiting to see uh, implementation of, of these, of what we requested and recommended at the Commission. Uh, we know 
that there is a board in place, well, there is a board in place, and they're probably still deliberating on these issues. And f we are waiting to see uh, the kind of steps that they're going to take in implementing some of these recommendations. We are aware that the appointment of a CEO, permanent CEO, is, is underway and was advertised, and that process is ongoing. So we're just still looking forward to see what's going to happen. Uh, are these recommendations going to be taken seriously? Are they going to be fully implemented? And uh, where are we going to go? Um, are, are we going to take a, a new direction as the PIC under the new leadership when, when it is installed in the PIC? But uh, to pick out any of the issues right now, it would be difficult to say um, this particular issue has been, has been resolved. Yeah. So All right. We, we're still keenly waiting to see the, the recommendations and how they're going to be um, implemented going forward. We're talking to Mr. Yongama Mabeng, the Secretary General of Nupsau at the PIC, together with his deputy, Mr. Chifang Gonzadza. We are talking about the employer-employee relation-related issues at the Public Investment Corporation, which, because internally the organization was not able to find its employees or its employees were not able to find its management, the employees decided then to take the matter to Justice Lex Mbati to probe and indeed come to a finding together with recommendations through the PIC report. We're not talking about anything else in that report other than the employer-employee relations. If you do want to participate in this conversation, please do so, 11 482 or 92.16. This is The Viewpoint. After this very short break, we talk governance in relation to employer-employee issues. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezo Mabete on SAFM. 2029, and for the record, we are having a conversation with the employees at the PIC. We are unfortunately not in a position to engage the leadership or management at executive level of the PIC. The request was made by myself, by the producer today and yesterday, as well as by the employees themselves informing and inviting the relevant authorities at the PIC to come through for the purposes of having not necessarily a debate, but having perspectives about some of the issues that are raised this evening. Unfortunately, it's going to be one-sided because that invitation was not acceptable and or accepted, as the case may be, to the leadership at the PIC. And of course, on another day, should it be appropriate, we might be more than happy to have them to counter this narrative. Unfortunately, for now, that ship has sailed. We continue the conversation with the two members of the the only union in Nupsau, Mr. Yongamama Bekwe and Mr. The executive team, acting chief executive officer, Mr. Ago, acting chief financial officer, Mr. Brian Mavuga, acting executive head legal, Ms. Lindy Wedlamini, acting executive head listed investment, Mr. Horatius Malulega, acting executive head information technology, Mr. Dan Mabuza, acting executive head of properties, Mr. Kapewa Pashlamo Shlaka. Thousand apologies for the mispronunciation, if any. Acting Executive Head, Private Equity and SIPs, Mr. Roy Raja. Eleven members of the executive, seven of which are acting. That doesn't speak to stability. Might not your problems lie in the fact that the organization itself is not as stable? You have, for the most part, a relatively new board. And because of these issues, in the leadership, in the steering of the ship, so to speak, the bow is not really going to be stable. Yeah, that's an interesting observation you're making. And I think as, um, um, as PIC staff, not just even from a unionized point of view, as I remember in one staff meeting, it was raised that we need um, sort of sort out leadership. And um, so leadership that's, 
that, that that's more um, a servant based rather than uh, you know dictor- dictatorial. So um, we, yeah, we are in a we are in a state because um, if uh, most of them are acting, um, and I think um, one has to ask you, uh, themselves in terms of uh, do they have the authority to actually um, take the um, the company forward and um, and I think given where we come from I think there could be even fear not just among staff but uh, even at exec level because um, um, we just come from a, a very dark period and uh, I think we are we are in a new phase where we are getting to terms with the concept of consequence management where we had a previous exco that could do whatever that they liked and no one was being held accountable. So I think it's um, uh, it's a new it's a new period, and people are finding themselves in uncharted territory. So yeah, uncharted territory as it may be, and perhaps when we talk about the PIC, for the most part, the narrative did center around the previous CEO, Mr. Dan Machila, who's no longer there now. I do know, of course, that Mr. Hako is in an acting capacity. Do we find stability? Do we find a climate now that is conducive to sorting out some of these issues? Do we find an organization that is, for the record, prepared to take some of the blows on the chin because this is the fact and nobody can change what the country now knows through the publishing of this report? Is there now the development of a climate to attend to some of these issues? I'm going to focus that specifically because there's one particular demand which is very specific on labor that the human resources remuneration committee be composed of members who are experienced in dealing with hr related matters that's both a hr function as it is a leadership function because outside your employees you've got no organization no and, and and we need to give credit to the pic employees in the midst of all this turmoil in terms of uh, leadership and instability, the, the organization has still managed to, to stay afloat. It's one of the few SOEs, if you want to categorize it that way, that is self-sufficient. Uh, so it's credit to the PIC employees who pitch up day in, day out, and do what they need to do. So in terms of, of that, the organization is not where it should be. It's not where we want it to be in terms of the leadership that's there. But the organization as a whole is still functioning. So we just need a solid and stable leadership that will take us forward. We could actually excel much greater than we are now because, as my colleague has said, it's just now a state of um, limbo maybe in taking some of the hard decisions because uh, most of our executive is in acting positions and understandable. But um, I think with, with time, with the new leadership that is going to come in, with the board that has been there, um, we, we, we're just giving them that, that opportunity to, to see where they're going to take us in terms of moving forward. You're but choosing your words very carefully yeah, because <laughs> I asked about the leadership. You're telling me about the employees. <laughs> very well. When you talk about experienced HR, I mean, when you've got an HR executive, it makes a world of difference saying things versus an HR manager saying things. An executive sits at all levels of the decision-making structures of the organizations because he or she, he in this instance, would be at an executive level. To the extent as a union you have engaged, do you, when you go there, walk in with confidence that the issues will be not only ventilated but tackled in a manner that will be conducive to and for solutions 
Or is it one of those things which sometimes happens, you go there to make sure you tick the box for the purposes of process, but you really know your remedy might lie or solution might lie elsewhere. The confidence you have in, because you say here, you want it to be composed of members who are experienced in dealing with HR-related matters. There is an executive for HR. Um, thank you. Um, as you correctly pointed out, it's actually quite formal. So it's pretty much a box-ticking exercise. Uh, I think we've tried to engage with management and even try to possibly, according to management's interpretation, overreach and try to engage, engage with um, with members of the board, particularly those who sit in the Human Resources and Remuneration Good Committee. Idea. But unfortunately, we're finding ourselves, despite the um, commission report findings, uh, which actually support the case that we have lodged uh, uh, at the CCMA, which relates to those issues, and I and I and I dare to say that you know, um, we are not just doing this for the sake of money, but just to be in an environment where everybody is treated fair. Um, uh, a case in point is we are also trying to address uh, the situation relating to performance management, where you've got employees who haven't signed a balance scorecard, mm. which is just a performance management tool system. Um, never contracted, but um, when the time comes, they are told this is their score, no debates, no squabbles, and uh, that type of a scorecard goes to moderation committee. But the policy says you must contract, you must um, engage with the um, employee, agree on deliverables, and let there be uh, some sort of a consultation and agreement in terms of what's going to be tabled at a moderation committee. And that's just one of many cases. And I think um, uh, employees have reached a point where they are tired and uh, we are just definitely looking for alternatives, which is why we've got a case before the CCMA. Yeah. Let's talk about the case before the CCMA because the CCMA is the recognized platform in the Labor Relations Act where such disputes ultimately should be sorted out well outside that the labor appeals court worst case scenario the constitutional court not desirable both for the organization or its members of staff how do you relate whatever lies at the ccm now at the ccma versus to what you would have submitted at the commission of inquiry well what is before the ccma we're in a process um, because we believe there was a unilateral change in terms and conditions of employment uh, by the, either the PIC management uh, executing on the directive that was from the Treasury or Minister of Finance where they started capping or applying a cap on, on ter in terms of the remuneration that is going to be paid out as, as, as a bonus. Uh, within the PIC, there is a policy, and that policy states what should happen and how the, the, the bonuses should be pay, paid out to staff. Which is not what the Deputy Minister was doing or saying. Yes, which is not what has been implemented, I think, in the last three financial years. Yes. Or so, the last three financial years Give or so. Take. So that has been a challenge in that uh, you've contracted at the, with the employer, you've got your um, employment contract, there are policies in place, um, you've, in some instances where employees have had that uh, performance management discussion with their employ empl employers and ha have met their KPIs, at the last minute you told, no, actually, uh, the, the, the bonus pool is going to be um, capped at whatever percentage. And this is a directive from supposedly the finance minister 
or treasury. So that is the issue uh, that we are. It's taking. not an executive function. That that's that, meddling. Yes, Truly, yes, that's meddling. Mm. In in our view, we we thought that uh, there is a board in place at the PIC. It should be the the competence of the board to deliberate on matters that affect employees in terms of governance and all that, the, the minister can intervene, but now you're going into what we view as operational matters. Now you're determining what Chifango is going to get as a bonus, but you are not there to determine and see whether he's met his KPIs or not. Mm. And in fact, the, the commission findings support our view that uh, the, the involvement of the minister in the capping of bonuses uh, could be seen as, a, as an overreach and um, violation of the PIC policy. So that, that is the matter that we're taking to, to the CCMA. Uh, we've we've uh, had difficulties, as, as one would imagine, but we've, we've been engaging management with that. It's a long, drawn-out process, which started last year or the year before. And I wouldn't want you to get into the matters yeah. that are, for the most part, subjudicated before yeah. the CCMA, just for the integrity of the process. So I'm going to ask you to just hang 10 on that, Mr. Mabegla, and as we close out this interview in 40 seconds that remain, Employees ought to be satisfied. I know that from labor law and my practicing there because they are the first ones potentially to sabotage the institution. I don't get a sense the indignation and irritation has reached such levels. Can we be promised then, Chivangu, that despite whatever the difference is between employer and employee, the integrity of the institution, the integrity of NUPSA, and the integrity of the pension funds over which really your work lies will be protected for the best part for South Africans? Ten seconds. I can definitely assure you the answer is yes. Uh, as I said, um, I think most employees are mindful of who are the ultimate beneficiaries of those pensions. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you.